Hey, mom, and welcome back to the Interesting Podcast, where we know a little about a lot. I'm Annika. And I'm Paige. I like that you said hey. Hey. Mixing it up. Did I not hey. say it before? <laughs> I thought you said hi, mom, before. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I think you might be right. I'm just getting yeah. a lot more casual, more comfortable. Yeah. Really getting to know our <laughs> listeners. Yes, I sure am. So this week, we're trying to stay relevant. We're going to be talking about royal <laughs> protocol. Because why, Paige? Oh, because Meghan Markle's having a baby. Like anytime, any day. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like you and I probably could care less about all of this royal stuff, but that's true. The, the topic today is really interesting. It's it's kind of fun. And it kind of yeah. makes you not want to be a royal. It's true. Like, Meghan Markle signed up for this, which is insane. Can you imagine what the rules are when you're pregnant? I bet it's different. Oh, gosh. I will, all I would want to do is just wear sweatpants. And apparently that's frowned upon. So. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Can't wear sweatpants when you're pregnant. That's just cruel and unusual. Yeah, I'm out. There was a time in my life when I thought it would be amazing to, like, be swept off my feet by Prince Harry. And I no longer feel that way. Yeah, it does seem like of all the, like, royals, he is, like, the most lackadaisical. But it's... So, like, if you were going to be swept off your feet by a royal, that's the one you would have wanted. But... <laughs> the one who doesn't look like a royal. Yeah, exactly. The one that doesn't look... A bit weathered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do say that we're not interested in the royals, but I just got a flashback to watch. Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're about to say. <laughs> uh, it was, was it, when were they married? 2012, William and Kate? Yeah, it was, it was, I think it was like midterms or finals. It was finals because it was May. No, they definitely didn't get married in May because Megan and Harry got married in May, and that was a no-no typically. Oh, really? Or maybe it was April. Maybe it was April. I don't know. But yeah, you and I were pulling in all nighters studying for finals, and we went to Denny's, and we started to live stream at like 4 a.m. instead of actually studying for our finals. Yeah, and this was in 2012. Like, live streaming was like pretty trash back then. It was awful. But you know what we also did was... Justin Bieber tweeted out what he said was his phone number, and we called it, like, 20,000 oh times. Oh, my God. I forgot we did that. <laughs> and it wasn't. He was pulling a prank on a friend, but how cruel of a prank is that? Right? Like, that was, like, the most 2012 thing ever. We complain nowadays about those trash robot callers all the time. Could you imagine exactly. if Justin Bieber tweeted out your phone number saying it was his own? Well, I'm pretty sure that guy probably had to change his phone numbers. I'm not sure how cool that would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I'd instead just prefer that he gave me his number, but he's married, so JK. Speed bumps. The Biebs? Yeah. You're into that? Um, You know, he seems a bit troubled these days, but back in 2012, I was just waiting for him to turn 18. He's like <laughs> a mega Christian these days, too. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's my type, so. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> They love me. I have a big sign on my forehead that says, save me. <laughs> I mean, that's why I came to you. you know? I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I mean, you met your husband at church camp. Why not me? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right. So uh, to stay relevant, our interest thing of the week, we are going to be talking about the weird customs or rules that our parents made us follow. What do you have? Okay, that's the thing. I really need you to go first because I have like nothing. My parents were so like laid back and chill. My parents got married when they were 20 and had kids at like 24 and 26. So they were pretty young and they, you know, we're just lucky we made it out alive. Okay, your dad was talking to me yesterday about me having kids. Uh And I kept telling him like, because he just seems he seems to think I'm going to have kids like within the next year or so. I know he keeps saying that to me and I keep telling him that's probably not the case. Yeah. And so I was telling him, he's like, why don't you want to have kids right now? And I was like, because misery loves company. And I'm the I'm one of the few people in our friend group who is married and like on the horizon of having children. And I can't be that one miserable person who has to stay behind while everyone else goes and has fun. No, it's true. It's like one of those things like, you know, like when one of your friends gets married, like everyone starts getting married. We haven't quite experienced that, but I think that's even more so the case with babies. Agreed. He even said that you were probably going to have a kid before me. And I was like, thank God. What? He did not actually think that. <laughs> well, There's no way sad. he actually thinks that. <laughs> Don't put that on me, dad. <laughs> this is looking more like a 35 to 40 type of situation. <laughs> So tell me, Annika, what weird rules did your Jersey Argentine family have? Oh, wow. (laughs) So many. Um, My parents were not as young as yours. My parents were like already mid-30s by the time they had me. So they had some like weird things established. I even I had to consult my brother too to like get some of his info as well. So they made us over the summers, they would make us take sailing lessons Okay, that just makes you the widest family in the world. Doesn't make you weird. I think it's like it's pretty out there. Like if you're gonna, I don't know, if you're gonna force your kid into like doing some sort of sport over the summer, why choose sailing? I mean, I suppose that is strange because we live in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's not like there was a a body of water or anything close by. It was just yeah, you know. My mom took sailing lessons as a kid. Maybe that's why I don't find it weird. I didn't. Ah, uh, so did you ever have to go to Cotillion growing up? I did uh, etiquette classes, so yeah, I did do cotillion. Yeah. Oh, fun fact. I was so I looked into cotillion classes nowadays to see like how much has changed, and they teach you um, cell phone and social media manners as well. Wow, I feel like I still need that class. I would one hundred percent do a cotillion class with you. (laughs) <laughs> why did we think about doing that <laughs> we so let's try to let's see if we can wiggle our way into one of those classes i know that they're for teenagers but i remember like the ad for like my cotillion classes was like this little girl looking in a mirror and like she was like a tomboy and all cool and then inside the mirror she was like pretty in like a dress oh my I just god found that really like... <laughs> reprehensible <laughs> that would never fly today i know it's so messed up wow so before cell phones were a thing, mm-hmm. my mom, if like I was going to go over to a neighbor's house or like we had a green belt behind our house, if we were going to go back there and explore or whatever, she made us take walkie talkies with us so that she could be in touch <laughs> with us at all times. <laughs> it's like imagine going over to your friend's house to go play Mario Kart and you have to bring a walkie talkie and all of a sudden like you just hear your mom's voice like, I need you to come home and clean your room. 
In stark contrast, there was, like, this ditch by my house that we would all go hang out in. My parents had no idea where we were. They were just like, there they go, <laughs> off into the night. Good luck and good night. <laughs> Whenever my mom wanted us to come home, she had, like, this, like, earth-shattering whistle. So, like, Ooh. a good puppy, we would just, like, come home. Oh, my mom had a giant bell. Like, a giant cowbell. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Felt like we lived on a farm. Right? Um, That's good. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Whenever I went to the pool, she made me bring scissors with me. Because she was, Why? She was afraid that my hair would get stuck in a drain and I would drown. <laughs> <laughs> that one is so weird. That one is bizarre. That one is really weird. Yeah. My parents would never um, travel together. Visit Elizabeth Pavlovich. Here's to you. Her parents wouldn't either. Oh, really? Those are pretty much the weird. Those are pretty weird. Weird ones. The, the scissors, the scissors and the drain are by far my favorite. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So you have you have nothing. No. No I'm like I. The more I think about it, the like more I just think no. My parents were like pretty. My parents also got divorced when I was like seven, so it was like separated. My mom. We were mostly with my mom, and she was like a single mother, so she just was trying her best out there. (laughs) And so no, I don't really have it. I'm trying to think. Like I was allowed to do whatever I wanted pretty much but I was I was also a good kid like I wasn't out like hell raising so like we both fine pretty well I had pretty parents and you had very lax parents and yeah look at us there's two schools of thought I mean here I the one time I got in trouble I was like 16 and I went to a hookah bar and like somebody posted pictures of it on myspace uh oh my parents acted as if I had done crack cocaine it was the most ridiculous reaction I have ever seen in my entire life. I think, like, the fact that, like, weed itself is legal in Colorado, let alone, like, flavored tobacco, they, like, probably cringe at the thought that they freaked out so much about it. Like, did they think I was about to get addicted to hookah? Um, but that's it. Like, that was apparently the one thing. There was, like, you have asthma, Paige. Like, I'm aware. Like, I don't even inhale. I don't even know how to do it. I threw up the first time I did hookah. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, but, yeah, my parents were equally con- – I mean, I wouldn't say equally concerned. Like, they, they didn't freak out that I did hookah, but my dad wanted to have a talk with me because I think he thought that it was marijuana and not tobacco. It was just, like, a clear – Lack of education, I think. Yeah. I mean, not that I knew. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So it could have been crack cocaine. I wouldn't have even noticed. <laughs> I mean, I probably would have noticed, but I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I remember thinking it was so cool, too, because, like, I think legally you have to be 18. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it's, That's it's exactly. a tobacco product. And I was 16, and they didn't card me. So grown up. <laughs> So, one of the big questions I had when doing research for this was why do royal protocols even exist? Dr. Kate Williams, who is a historian at London's Royal Holloway University, says that from medieval times, monarchs were divinely appointed to rule by God. So they were kind of seen as gods, so they demanded to be treated as gods. Which kind of makes sense for like back in the day, but nowadays it's more about branding and protecting the brand 
I mean, it is a brand for all intents and purposes. It's, they they don't wield much political power, so it's more of a representation than anything else. But yeah, I think a big part of it too is that as far as the royals go, they like they want to be distinguished from the commoners. Yeah. They're supposed to be held to like the highest standard within their culture and society. Which honestly yeah. just seems very exhausting. Right? I mean, and especially because like, what the hell for? <laughs> Why? I'm just being honest. It just, it's, it's all just, it just seems like a, a show to me. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just like a a dog, a corgi and pony show. A corgi and pony show. <laughs> Apparently her corgis suck. We'll get to that. But that's just yeah. what I've read. Um, so getting to Brit- British etiquette, uh, to royal etiquette and its origin, British court etiquette has traced its origin to the reign of French monarch Louis the Fourteenth. Is that what that yeah. Roman numeral is? Yeah. Yeah. Crushed it. Um, who ruled between 1643 and 1715. Um, he ruled at the Palace of Versailles, which is we will definitely be talking about later on in the podcast after we go over the current English royal family's traditions and, you know, especially getting back to the main theme of Meghan Markle and her baby. Um, but he was very much passionate about the rules in the Palace of Versailles. And that's where it all began. And then after after the sort of royal and court etiquette became known in France, royal families all over the world followed suit. And a lot of them were actually adopted by them. But again, as you'll hear later, not definitely not all of them. We're going to kind of break it down into different categories. And the first category that we're going to start with, some of them are kind of small, some of them are kind of big. This one is on relationships. So it wasn't until 2013 that you could marry a Roman Catholic if you were a royal. But then in 2013, the Succession Act of 2013. I just said 2013 like 5,000 times. (laughs) (laughs) 2013, people. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So yeah, the Succession Act of 2013 allowed that to be possible. So this dates back to the strife between the Catholic Church and the Anglican Church during the English Reformation of the 1500s. And then finally they were kind of like, all right, we give Roman Catholics whatever. To this day, a Catholic is still not allowed to ascend to the throne as the monarch is the ruling party of the Church of England. So that is a clear conflict of interest. Yeah, they just be pretty much like bringing their churches back together. And, you know, the Catholics don't allow divorce and the Church of England does. So here we are. Here we are. You know, <laughs> divorce was just like such a... I'm not going to say divorce is a wonderful thing, but, like, in contrast to having to, like, kill your significant other in order to marry somebody else, pretty great. There would be so many more women beheaded throughout history if divorce hadn't been allowed. (laughs) And thank you for that, Church of England. Now, for traveling as a royal family, um, all members of a royal family must travel with a black outfit in case of a death within the royal family or of a prominent figure. Um, I know that there's like a scene in... The crown, right? The crown, yeah, where like Queen Elizabeth, she learns that her father dies while she's like on her honeymoon in Africa. 
And she doesn't have a black outfit, so she's speaking to the press in this, like, beautiful colored clothing of Africa. And it's, like, it's not a great look. <laughs> yes, yeah, she was she was the one behind that rule. And as morbid as it sounds, girl's got a point. I know I get it. So they must always be ready to mourn. I mean, her husband looks like he could croak at any day. So I bet this <laughs> is taken extremely seriously these days. It's, he got into a car crash recently, too, and he's... I mean, he's still kicking. Well, you and the best part about that was he was driving. He's still allowed to drive because they don't need driver's license. They don't. Actually, I think it's only the queen who doesn't need a driver's license. Oh, got it. But I guess that's true because she's the ruling monarch. Mm -hmm. Interesting point. Additionally, heirs are not allowed to travel together, but this rule has been broken time and time again. It was mostly with, like, after Prince George was born. He was always going to fly with... Prince William. I mean, what is it? Like, what's a small child going to do? Just, like, fly commercial on his own? <laughs> I did. I remember my first flight by myself. <laughs> the flight attendant gave me a toy. Oh, <laughs> So cute. My mom cried. Where were you going? <laughs> I was going to California to see my grandparents. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's... Uh, that is travel etiquette for the British royal family. Well, I guess my parents thought they were royals since they never traveled together. That's so crazy. So they just, like, never go on a trip together through your entire childhood? Well, I mean, they would go on a trip together, but they would take separate flights. That's insane. Yeah. Because they, they didn't want me to be an orphan. So, like, I respect that, but come on, mom and dad. Maybe they just told you that to make it sound sweet, but really they just like can't handle <laughs> traveling together because traveling together is no easy feat. Like I think that's a big couple thing that like a that you need to overcome or like you at least need to do before you marry somebody. Yeah, I mean even Mike did. He's a pilot. He's got to be great to travel with. He's okay. It's funny you say that though because like I'm one of those people who just has anxiety about everything except for travel. Like once I. Once I'm there, I'm good. But like getting ready and packing and everything, I'm always super anxious about. And he is so used yeah. to packing and doing all of that that he's fine. But like yeah. once I'm at my destination, I am so calm and he's the opposite. Really? Oh, yeah. Like when we were going on our honeymoon, our flight going out to Italy was canceled while we were on the plane because a truck hit that. our plane. <laughs> I took my Ambien and I passed out. I woke up two hours later and I'm still on, on the ground. So I look over at Mike. I'm like, I was so confused. And I was like, are we already in Italy? And they're like, wow. It's like, no, we're still in New York. And uh, yeah. So I had to like, we were in Newark, not New York. So I had to like navigate the streets of Newark, New Jersey while on Ambien. Ooh. It was difficult. I mean, it wasn't, like, driving or anything, but I tried to, like, figure out my life. <laughs> yeah, I had to, like, find a hotel and, like, start wondering what the hell you're going to do next. Yeah, I ended up just buying flights that left the following morning on a completely different airline. Ooh, that's, like, last-minute airfare prices. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Norwegian. Thank you, Norwegian. Yeah, you're the best. Let's talk fashion. For most of us, after 6 p.m., um, women... <laughs> Sweats time. <laughs> Quite the contrary. Um, well, first of all, let me say this. The hats are required at formal events. So, like, remember all those ridiculous hats mm -hmm. you know, people were wearing at the royal wedding and 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a requirement. Females have to wear hats. But then after 6 p.m., you're allowed to change out of your hat and put on your tiara. But only if you're Ooh. married. Hopefully you don't have hat hair. You know, I do kind of appreciate this hat thing because as a as a woman with very unruly curly hair, <laughs> sometimes you just have to put a hat on it. Yeah. And, you know, when you're going to a formal event where everything's supposed to be on point, you can kind of hide some things under a hat. That's true. That's true. Makeup must be <laughs> neutral. So, like, no bright lipstick and you're not allowed to do touch-ups in public. The most extreme they've ever gotten – like Kate Middleton will sometimes do a subtle smoky eye. Mm. Uh, their nails must be a pale pink or clear if they're manicured. The queen is said to really like the Essie nail polish color ballet slippers, which I own. So I'm like practically a royal. It's all coming together for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew it was that easy? Uh, no cleavage must ever be shown. Like that's a big rule. I think Diana was probably the one who kind of aired up a little bit more risque on that but she always had a clutch in her hand to cover up her cleavage like as she was getting out of a car so nobody could photograph it i mean that would never be a problem for me but still (laughs) (laughs) you should be a royal see it's coming together for me too yeah hair must always look neat so again like (laughs) i would not do well with this but (laughs) it's rumored that kate middleton gets a blowout three times a week so that is goals. That is one of the reasons why I would sign up to be a royal. One hundred percent. You can you imagine also getting your hair like probably professionally shampooed three times a week? Like, oh my god, so good. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a better feeling. The queen's handbag is used as a secret way of communicating with her staff. So she places it on the table. She wants the event to be over in the next five minutes. If she places it on the floor. That's a signal for her lady-in-waiting to come and get her out of a conversation that she's engaged in. And she's like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Like, how awkward would that be? It's not like this is, you know, this is on Google. So people obviously know this. And if you're talking to the queen and she just puts her handbag on the floor, you're like, great. You just have to be okay with it. On the topic of, of purses, they also will carry small clutches. Instead of a large purse sometimes in order to keep their hands occupied so they don't have to, like, shake hands with people. I like that. It's kind of nice. If you're going to wear a skirt, it should sit at or below the knee and be accompanied by pantyhose, which just sounds awful. Wedding dresses need the queen's approval. I just can't imagine, like, (laughs) I mean, I guess with, with the royals. They're not trying on wedding dresses in front of the queen. They kind of have, like, drawings by designers, I guess, that are probably shown to her instead. But I can't imagine just, like, walking into a room in a wedding dress, like, is this okay? <laughs> I can't imagine. Or, like, falling in love with a wedding dress and being like, this is the one. Is it okay? And her being like, nah. <laughs> it's going to be a no for me, dog. You're not allowed to wear black unless – well, it's. I don't think it's, like, a. you're not allowed to, but it's – it's frowned upon to wear black unless mm-hmm. you're attending a funeral or some sort of remembrance event. Yeah, I'm sure it's like wearing all black, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you could wear like a black shirt with some with some jeans. So we're about to hey. discuss. So denim is uh, – it's uh, – Meghan Merkel has worn denim. Kate Middleton has worn a lot of denim. Um, but – 
there's this quote that I found from an etiquette expert who said that denim for me is wear around the house. It's not go out and meet the public type of wear. And I wrote that down because I was like, the last thing I want to do is wear denim around the house. The last thing I want to do. Like, the minute I walk into my house, it's pants off. Like, I work from home, thank God. I don't know if I can ever, like, be in a situation where I'm expected to wear denim constantly. Prince George wears shorts all the time. Have you noticed this? I I had heard that this was, like, a, that this was a rule. Yeah. He looks so cute in them, though. He looks adorable. But it's because trousers are for older boys starting around the age of eight. And it's apparently a sign of class. But to me, that's like a sign of being poor. Like it's cold outside. You can't buy a little bit extra pant to like cover his complete leg. He just has to be cold. Yeah, to me, it's just a sign of terrible parents. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Why is your son cold? England is frigid at times. Allegedly. So we don't get sued. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the queen has her shoes broken in for her. And that honestly sounds kind of nice. A staff member will wear a pair of beige cotton ankle socks while breaking in the queen's shoes and can only walk on on carpet during this period. I just love how specific this is. Like, only on carpet and beige cotton ankle socks. God forbid anything why, else. Why do the, right? Why do the, are the socks a specific color? It doesn't appear to me that it should matter. A specific color and a specific length. Yeah, that's strange. I understand the carpet part. Yeah. But nothing else. That's wonderful, though. Good for her. I have the same reaction to this as I did when I heard in the 90s that Britney Spears only wore underwear once. What? It's just... Yeah, you never heard that? No. I mean, I'm sure it's not true. But back in the 90s, I remember there used to be a rumor that Britney Spears would wear an underwear once and throw it away. Oh, Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. I thought you were saying that, like, there was only one time in her life that she wore underwear and then she just decided it wasn't for her. <laughs> yeah, I like that more. It's like, that's a very early in life decision that she made. <laughs> <laughs> just ripping diapers off left and right. <laughs> I get it, you know. Gotta right. feel the air sometimes. Well, going from fashion into my favorite subject... Boom. Mm, talk to me. It's actually kind of sad because the queen is said to hate garlic, which is such a travesty. I love garlic. And when a recipe calls for garlic, I often double it. Oh, I triple it. Right? It's delicious. There's only been one thing I've made in my entire life where it was like too, gar- too much garlic. <laughs> I will edit that out. But I'll leave this part <laughs> in where I talk about editing an embarrassing thing of yours out so that people are like, <laughs> wonder what it is. Oh, so bad. It was when I was on Whole30 and garlic was like a big part of my life. Oh, my God. I love garlic so much. It's honestly because the queen has never ordered like cheesy garlic bread from a pizza restaurant before. If she had done that, then she would 100% be team garlic. I know. She apparently like loathes it entirely and doesn't want anyone around her to be eating it either. Like She can't even stand garlic breath. And so it's kind of funny that when Harry allegedly uh, proposed to Megan they were making a garlic roasted chicken and it was very heavy on the garlic apparently I don't know why I know that actually it's just I do know why because it was just an article I read (laughs) (laughs) another piece of food etiquette is when the queen stops eating everyone stops eating 
And it was actually said that Queen Victoria was famous for eating her meals extremely quickly. She could down a seven-course meal in 30 minutes. And that's just efficient, if you ask me. But if you're still hungry, I'm sure you are so angry. Okay, I've heard this too. And I've heard that, like, when they bring out the food or when they brought out the food to Mm -hmm. dinner parties that Mm – the queen was always served first. So Queen Victoria got her food first and she'd just start eating. And so the person who was served last generally would not be able to eat because Queen Victoria would already be done with her meal by the time that they were served. That is horrible. That's actually like a punishment. It's like when you remove somebody from your top eight. Back in the day, she probably just like <laughs> put them last in line to get their food. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, royals today have more a better understanding of, you know, those around them but not queen victoria apparently it seems like they do uh the royal family also is not allowed to consume shellfish at public events due to high risk of food poisoning i mean i don't really like shellfish so i get it but i would not fit in royal babies can and cannot eat certain things uh this is from an article by heath goldman And apparently breastfeeding wasn't really a norm for queens and princesses or just the royal family in general until Princess Diana came around. And, you know, she shook things up in the 80s. So progressive. Babies used to be given to wet nurses. And this was before formula was really a thing. Uh, And breastfeeding was sort of known to be for the common folk. And then wet nurse was seen as a status symbol. Wow. These, right? And then these days, you know, the royals are so bougie that they don't even buy baby food. They have personal chefs that whip that stuff up, literally whip that up for them. So they they don't even know what the Gerber baby looks like. <laughs> right? That is tragic. That's like a pop culture reference they'll never understand. Also, wet nurses. That's such a, like, that's such a weird concept for me today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because if you can't breastfeed, then obviously there's formula. But I just, I can't imagine. I mean, it's all the same, I guess. But, like, giving your baby to somebody else to breastfeed from them. There's something to be said about, like, being fed from your mom, though. I I, I don't know that there's anything to it, but. Well, that's what I've heard, though, is that that's, you establish a a bond right away when you start breastfeeding. So it's like they're bonding to some other kid's mom. My mom didn't breastfeed me, but and we were we're pretty pretty close. Who knows? Also, I hear that you burn about five hundred calories a day by breastfeeding. So I feel like a that's wet nurse. true. That's true. I do hear that, and you like you lose your baby weight a lot more efficiently by breastfeeding. Yeah, unless you're like eating enough calories to sustain that. But, like, if you're, like, breastfeeding your own baby and also, like, a royal baby, I feel like being a wet nurse might might have been a great gig back in the day. It's true. Just, like, the job description was you just have had to have a baby within the last, you know, weeks or so. All right. So let's talk etiquette, which we're very well versed in since we both did cotillion. Ladies should sit with their knees and ankles together, and they generally don't cross their legs. I'm sitting cross-legged right now. I get very uncomfortable if I cannot cross my legs. I just have a lot of leg. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, same here. But I feel like when you're when you're at a bunch of royal events and stuff, there's a lot of sitting. I just I can't imagine crossing. Apparently, the girls will cross 
just their ankles. Have you ever tried doing that before? No. It makes me think of The Princess Diaries, though. I never saw that movie. You never saw The Princess Diaries? No. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Life has no meaning. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that they call it, though, they call it, like, the royal tilt, which I'm into. I think it's funny. Yeah. Where they'll, like, sew their legs together, but, like, tilted to the side. So wild. How do you make – I'm doing it right now just to – and I'm having – I don't have great posture as it is, but I'm trying to maintain my posture while I'm doing this, and I'm just leaning so hard right now. <laughs> really got your tilt on. Yeah. Royals must always be the ones to initiate a conversation, which I would love to be royal in that circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was in the grocery store the other day, and the thing is every – Everyone who tries to initiate a conversation with me thinks that they're the first person to bring something up about me. And it's like 90% of the time it's my height. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, like I was in the grocery store the other day and this guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, I saw you on TV the other day. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I was like, oh, ha, ha. <laughs> Yeah, like so many people. And then I had another one today come up to me and was like, did you play volleyball? No. Oh, my God. I didn't. I get it all the time. Like in the past month, I've had it three times. So, yeah, I would love it if I was a royal and I'd be like, no, 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 no. You're not allowed to initiate a conversation with me. I have to initiate it with you. You just need to shop with your headphones in like I do. Yeah, it's well, I mean, people even come up to me at the gym and they'll say something where I clearly have my headphones in and I don't want to talk to anybody. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um, curtsying. So, curtsying, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there on what you should and shouldn't do when it comes to curtsying. So, we'll just talk about Meghan Markle, for example. When if she's alone in a room, like, without Prince Harry and there are other members of the royal family in there. She has to curtsy to all royal family members that outrank her. So, like, if... Which is pretty much everyone. Yeah, so, like, if Kate Middleton is in the room, she has to curtsy to her. Um, also, when you're addressing the queen, you curtsy longer and deeper than you would for others. But um, let's say that Prince Harry was in the room, then she has the same rank as harry does in that situation so she only has to oh i didn't realize that that's cool yeah in the tudor court subjects had to hold a low bow or curtsy until the royal cup until the royal couple passed them so however long that took is how long they had to hold a a curtsy or a bow for that's not the case these days at least it's the og crossfit oh jesus those calves are popping. That's how you get good calves these days. And then last on the table for etiquette is that Prince Philip has to walk behind the queen at all times because of rank, which I think that was also on the crown. Wasn't that how he was feeling pretty emasculated because of it? Well, she's the queen. Yas, queen. Deal with it. Heading into some sort of miscellaneous rules. Until the 1900s, Government officials had to witness the birth of royal babies to ensure their legitimacy, <laughs> which is like I kind of understand because having like a royal heir is 
is so important that what is to, you know, stop them from, you know, just doing a nice little baby swap. Uh, I'm just saying, I I bet it's happened. (laughs) I'm sure it has, but I just, I can't imagine that happening. Not today. Everyone knows how I feel about kids, about having kids, okay? But once I get to that point, I don't even know if I want my husband in the delivery room with me, let alone a government official. That's true. Just seeing your episiotomy up close and personal. Yeah. No, thank you. If you don't know what that is, YouTube it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't. (laughs) For the love of God, do not YouTube it. Members of the royal family do not vote. Legally, they can, but it was it would be deemed unconstitutional to do so. Uh, they're supposed to be, you know, bipartial. They're not supposed to... Just toe you know, that party line. Yeah, they're supposed to just ride the party line. They're not supposed to be Democratic or Republican. And if you were American, I'm not really sure. <laughs> the Brits have, but something similar, I'm sure. <laughs> Something similar that caused Brexit. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like a mess. Don't worry, we get it. Um, Legend says that the Tower of London has to have six ravens at all times. If it doesn't, the Tower and England shortly thereafter will fall. Um, They keep a minimum of six at all times, but there are typically a whole lot more up there. Those ravens are humongous. And they're treated they're, so well. They're monsters. They're insane. The royal family must also spend Christmas together every year. Christmas is like a really big deal for the British royal family. And they always go to the same palace. I can't for the life of me remember what it's called. They go to the same place every year. And members of the extended royal family come. Um, and when they arrive, they actually arrive by lowest, you know, lowest rank to the throne all the way up and the queen of course arrives last i just i feel like nowadays when they marry outside the family that has to be difficult mm-hmm. wouldn't well and it's only supposed to be family right like wouldn't kate middleton want to you know spend christmas with her family sometimes too i know it's not really a 50 50 split i guess back in the day when they just married each other everyone's family <laughs> Yeah, this wasn't a problem when the the tradition probably came about. (laughs) As for the royal dogs, the royals are said to love their dogs. And more specifically, the queen has like a little tribe of corgis that she's obsessed with. (laughs) Pocahontas. Um, (laughs) Allegedly, her corgis are freaking nuts and they aren't well trained at all. But nobody is really allowed to discipline them. One footman assigned to the royal household has said that they're yaffy, snappy, and we bloody well hate them. For some reason, the queen will not allow them to be fully house-trained. Which is so inconsiderate. Why? They just have to, like, follow him around with rags and stuff to clean up after them. That is ridiculous. Oh, my. That is so ridiculous. I don't understand. I don't understand how you can justify that literally ever. It makes me feel better about my dogs, though. Right? It's like, I think if anything is to show that you're unclassy, it's to show that you can't, like, train your dog to go to the bathroom outside. Yeah. In 1991, the queen even needed to get stitches in her hand to because she had to break up a corgi oh fight. Oh, my God. It's like, kind of funny to think about a corgi fight. <laughs> Just, like, little giant heads and small bodies writhing The about. little legs. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny. 
like I said before, you can't you can't end the conversation with the queen. The queen ends the conversation with you. So that means you cannot turn your back on her. Also, a lot of the articles that we read stated that if you're a royal, you must accept gifts with gratitude, which I think should just be like an etiquette rule for everybody. I mean, if someone is giving you a gift, no matter how shitty it is, have some sort of gratitude that this person like went out of their way to get you a gift and they thought of Mm -hmm. you or whatever it may be. (laughs) Only the queen is allowed to sit on her throne. And also she cannot sit on any foreign throne either. It's kind of funny because she visited the Game of Thrones set in Northern Ireland and they were showing her the throne and they told her that she could sit on it, but she refused to do so. Because technically it would be a a foreign throne. But how cool would that picture have been? That would be so cool. I'm like, it's not real. Come on. I think it's, it is funny that she was like, yeah, no, it's not. It's a foreign throne. I can't do it. I think it's really funny. (laughs) I mean, it does look pretty foreign. So I respect it. Also hideous. It just looks like the most uncomfortable thing ever. That's why nobody ever really spends a lot of time Mm -mm. there. Also, some words are completely taboo. Toilet is never said. Instead, they say loo or lavatory. Also, mirrors should be called looking glasses. You know, that just doesn't seem accurate because mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? I'm pretty sure it was the the queen that said that. So I just feel lied to now. The Disney. Shit, we haven't brought up Pocahontas yet. That's why I said earlier, I was like, Pocahontas. I literally just slipped it in there. Okay, I thought you said that, but I I sat there in sudden silence. Okay. Well, damn it. (laughs) Now we're here. Now we're here. All right. (laughs) So the reason why these words are taboo is because they're considered too common and they should say things that are more formal. So instead of saying, like, how are you? They'll say, how do you do? And conversation should always be positive and light and never focus on politics, sex, or religion. So these people are just very boring. Yeah, I was going to say, they couldn't have a podcast. (laughs) Could you imagine (laughs) that podcast? Right? Everyone's just super concerned they're about to say the wrong thing. (laughs) So here are a few rules that the rest of us have to follow, but the royals do not. Such as, the queen does not require a passport. Uh, All UK passports actually have the following on them. Her Britannic Majesty's Secretary of State requests and requires in the name of Her Majesty all those whom it may concern to allow the bearer to pass freely without, without let or hindrance and to afford the bearer such assistance and protection as may be necessary. Since the passport is issued since the passport is issued in her name, like the queen's name, it makes it unnecessary for the queen to carry one herself. Also, I'm pretty sure there's like diplomatic privileges that come with being the queen where you just don't require a passport at all. It's not like she's flying commercial into like JFK with her passport, like waiting at immigration. Most of the time she's traveling, it's going to go, she's going to be going to see other diplomats, world leaders, that kind of a thing that are you know, probably going to have their people meet you at whatever airport you fly into and just take you to wherever you have to go right away. It's not like you're going through customs or anything as the queen. The monarch does not need to have a driver's license. Uh, Apparently, as discussed earlier, which I didn't know until earlier, (laughs) this does not apply to the rest of the royal family. 
But yes, the queen still does drive, which is hysterical because there is this awesome picture out there of the queen driving a Range Rover wearing a hoodie. A hoodie? It's amazing. She's wearing a hoodie, like, in, like, sweats. Like, her hood is up over her head. Oh, like, we don't know it's you. Come on, Liz. Right? She's, like, down to clown. Oh, my God. Pretty funny. Have you, did you see the picture? Yeah, it's on, there's memes with it out on the Instagram. Oh, my God, we're putting that on our Instagram. Last names, well, apparently not important to the royal family. They actually didn't even have one until 1917 when King George V decided that they should be called the Windsors. They currently are the Mountbatten Windsors, Mountbatten being Prince Philip's surname, which is Queen Elizabeth's husband. So she hyphenated that shit. Uh, <laughs> Power move. Right? Um... They can also use their territorial designation. Um, so when entering the military, William and Harry used the name Wales. So William Wales. Willie Wales. Willie Wales. <laughs> Free Willie. The royals are exempt from the Freedom of Inter- Information Act, which allows the public to request information from the government, police, schools, councils, and publicly owned companies to keep uh, a level of transparency, and the royals don't have to do that. They're allowed to maintain the royal secrets. Which is a lot. The official royal website states that civil and criminal proceedings cannot be taken against the sovereign as a person under the UK law. So theoretically, the queen could get away with murder. So they like they have like diplomatic diplomatic immunity, but like within their own country. How cool is that? I feel like she should take advantage of that. <laughs> she probably has. You think the queen hasn't ordered the murder of somebody? I'm just saying, like, personally, she should do it. If, like, because if you order the murder of somebody, somebody is still having to do the killing and that person is not exempt. Oh, you mean she should just be doing the murder? How cool would that be? Okay. This is going to sound awful that I called it cool. How wild would that be if the queen was actually a serial killer? And we all <laughs> knew it, but we couldn't do anything about it. That needs to be a a movie. That's going to be the plot of somebody's new fantasy book. They, you should trademark it right now. <laughs> Can we have somebody make interesting fan fiction? We're not that cool yet, but hopefully someday. Oh, okay, cool. I know. And I can't do it. I can, only, I can barely do anything on Canva. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you'd write some fire fan fiction. I don't know. I've never read fan fiction, but I have a feeling that a lot of it's not good. <laughs> like, I don't. That's true. <laughs> I don't know what the threshold is to, like, get started in it and to, like, be good at it. But I think I think you're pretty creative. Thanks. I think you're creative, too. Thank you. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, Kyla. Just, like, barked under the door really quickly. I didn't know if you heard that or not. No, I didn't. <laughs> so the royal family also doesn't have to serve on jury duty, which is crazy. Annika served as like a proxy on jury duty. I did. I had to go to court for four days. That was cool. Yeah. Dude was guilty. You took it very seriously. I was proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to talk about it. So I didn't. And you didn't. I did not. I feel like I would. Well, I, I talked about it afterwards. Uh descendants. Are so descendants of the royal family are technically custody 
of the monarch, which is insane to think about. So the queen technically has custody of all of her grandkids, and I find that insane. I think that's like every grandma's dream. Right. So Charles and Diana had to consult with the queen before taking William and Harry on That's so wild. So weird. So Meghan Markle, our pregnant little American butterfly, she might have had the baby by the time this comes out. Who knows? She has just come in to shake things up. Like she is just repping America fully on this. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for making that spelling adjustment right there. Um. Mm -hmm. you're welcome (laughs) I knew that was going to trip you up (laughs) (laughs) so we're going to talk about all the rules that Meghan Markle has broken go girl yes Christmas celebrations were for family only but before she was married to Harry Meghan was invited to the royal Christmas celebration in 2017 scandal divorces are not supposed to receive a church wedding oh just kidding (laughs) backtrack (laughs) The two E's there, Annika. (laughs) Now you know how I felt the entire Game of Thrones podcast the first time we did it. Okay, I get it now. (laughs) Divorcees are not supposed to receive a church wedding. Even Prince Charles married Camilla Parker Bowles in a civil ceremony that the Queen didn't even attend. And we all know that Meghan Markle has clearly had a church wedding. She just couldn't have her church wedding at, like... The same place everyone else had theirs. She was mm-hmm. ostracized from that one. She was. I was only going to tell you after that. Sorry. Okay. No, tell me now. Okay. So I was like trying to find our Google Docs note sheet. And so I was like looking up, um, just like trying to put keywords into my Google, like my Gmail. And so I typed in like royal uh-huh. and the, the only thing and your email address. And what it came up was this G chat from 2014 between you and I. <laughs> When I apparently had gotten a promotion, and you're like, well, what's the new title, Your Royal Highness? That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was pretty funny. You're welcome, <laughs> Your Majesty. Royals are not supposed to be married in the month of May. It is thought to be unlucky. Queen Victoria was said to have believed, get married in May and rule and rue the day. Not rule the day. I was like, what's negative about that? <laughs> <laughs> Get married in May and rue the day. There we go. Mm-hmm. And Megan and Harry got married in May. So they're doomed. <laughs> and then Megan was walked down the aisle by the groom's father instead of her own, which was kind of sad. Like, she did walk herself down the aisle at one point, which I thought was kind of badass. And then, you know. Yeah. Prince Charles. The whole thing was, like, her whole, like, the whole situation with her dad is, like, really sad. Like, the, her whole family is... Seems pretty messed up. Yeah, her mom seems pretty okay, but I yeah. like her sister Every- and her dad. All the other, like, all the rest of them just kind of, like, want a pound of flesh from her. It's kind of sad. Right, and even if she is, like, this horrible person that they're trying to paint her out to be, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's still family, and you should treat her that way. Right? It's so weird. Uh, speaking of her wedding, Megan made a speech of her own at her wedding reception uh this is not typical of royals typically it's just the the best man and the wedding host which i'm assuming is some sort of like maid of honor situation but it's the wedding host and the uh best man are typically the only speech makers and she 
is known for having a way with words, and so she made a speech herself. Most royal men wear wedding rings. Sorry, let me rephrase. Most royal men don't wear wedding rings. Charles and William don't, and uh, I don't believe uh, Queen Elizabeth's husband, Prince Philip, I don't believe he does either. Uh, But here he does. I wonder why that is. Right? I guess it's the European tradition. A lot lot of times men don't wear wedding rings. But because Meghan is American, it's sort of like a representation of that. Okay. That meant, yeah. Uh, Royals are not supposed to bare their shoulders in public. But Meghan arrived to a birthday celebration for the Queen dressed in an off-the-shoulder dress. That was super cute, by the way. I love a good off-the-shoulder dress. And um, it is said that the queen wasn't even mad at her for it. Aw, I feel like they have a cute little bond. I think they do, too. Cute. Royal women are supposed to cover their legs uh, with hosiery in public, like we were talking about before. And I was actually reading this article about how, you know, when Kate Middleton became royal and really famous and she was always pictured wearing pantyhose, there was, like, a big surge in pantyhose usage oh really like Like that's when you should have bought stock in pantyhose exactly um but Meghan markle is known to forgo pantyhose uh i think that she has like a very unique you know skin color because she's biracial right i was i was wondering if that was why right i don't know if that's why um or she just likes to be like let 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 her legs breathe get it girl i mean she has some nice looking legs too She's great legs. I mean, so does Kate Middleton. Mm-hmm. Girl, get it. Get it while you can. Mm-hmm. Feel that breeze. All right. So that's pretty much it for the English royal family. But let's talk about a few other ones that we found. We're going to start with the French, where I guess all of this originated from anyway. So the- yeah, and just to, just to like point out, um, there wasn't like an entire, like a lot of information on other cultures royal families traditions which was kind of shocking i know that the british royal family is definitely like the prevailing royal family today so maybe that's why but i thought i was gonna find a wealth of information on like the japanese royal family or um thailand or anywhere and there really isn't that much information at least not that i can find but again i'm not a master researcher so here we are i think it's kind of funny that the english royals have become such prominent figures in society whereas Mm -hmm. like i mean the spanish have a royal family like so many other countries have royal families i would not be Mm -hmm. able to pick them out in a lineup by any means never nope i know nothing about them so it's kind of funny that Uh -uh. you know they don't i guess because they're not in the public eye as much they probably don't have these strictive rules since you know nowadays it is pretty much about the branding and keeping up appearances they probably aren't held to the same standard that's true all right so the french french court was an entirely different arena of manners as with most things at the palace of versailles things were meant to shock so court members were expected to grow out one of their fingernails and scratch at the door for entry as knocking was considered a faux pas that is so weird (laughs) It is so weird. I think it's so creepy. If you hear somebody scratching at your door, they want to harm they you. They want to kill you. They, there is ill will. Ugh. And can you just like one long fingernail? 
It's so creepy. It's like vampire-esque. I can't handle it. Are they Romanian? Golly. Fingernails? I just, I hate long nails. I can never, you know, like the whole like new trend to have like pointy talons. I can't get on board with it. I think it's trashy. Me too. Also, I don't know how, like, this is, this has been the question on my mind forever. I don't know how women with, like, those long talons, how do you, like, how do you wipe yourself? I know. I have, I wear contacts. Like, there's no way. I would be filleting my eye. I feel like the one benefit of those would be back scratches. Ooh, you know you and I like a good back scratch. Yeah. I don't know. Is it okay to ask your husband to get those? As a totally you guys conversation, I don't feel like I should have any part of it. <laughs> okay. Court members were expected to dress the part. Perhaps the most essential costume piece were high heels for women and men alike. Louis XIV took to wearing red heels, which pulling okay. them off. All I can think about when I read this was Louboutins. Hey, and Louis, like, red. Right? Yes. Thank you. I was just like, I mean, he wore red. I was like, maybe this is where it all originated. From. I heard this, though, that the calf it was like the the most sexual part of a man back in the day. That's true. I have heard that as well. So that's where the expression, put your best foot forward, comes from. Because like, mm-hmm. whichever calf looked nicer, it's like when you would go and talk to a woman, like you'd stand with like one leg in front of the other. To show off your calf. <laughs> so funny and bizarre. Yeah. And so, I mean, we all know that heels, like, do miracles for your legs and your calves. So if men could still wear high heels, that would have helped me avoid a lot of trauma in my past. Like, I once had a, a prom date tell me I wasn't allowed to wear heels because I was taller than him without heels on. And so he didn't want to – he didn't want that to be exacerbated anymore than it already was. Oh, my gosh. He even got lifts in his shoes. <gasps> oh, my. How short was he? He was 5'10". Oh, my gosh. I still wore heels. All right, Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. Take a chill pill. Anyway, that's my TED Talk. Another item for shock that was designed for shock value were women's dresses. They were so ornate and heavy, the women had to practice walking in them. Wow. Women of court, right? Women of court also had to curtsy and practice walking backwards in their extremely heavy gowns. Just as with English royals, you were not permitted to turn your back on royalty. So they would have to like walk backwards towards the door if they were exiting a room with a royal in it. Do you think they'd go to personal training and have their like their trainers (laughs) would make them wear weighted vests and have them walk around in it to get used to the weight? There was probably, like, a job where you taught women to wear these massive dresses. Oh, yeah. High-ranking noblemen and royalty themselves would often not even move from bed to see lower-ranking visitors. This practice actually gave birth to what they call parade beds. Um, it kind of looks like a day bed. And uh, King Louis the Fourteenth is actually said to have had one of these parade beds in the middle of the Palace of Versailles. So he would just lay there while these low-ranking visitors would just come in and, you know, ask him whatever they needed. It's so bizarre and honestly kind of disrespectful that you can't even get out of bed to address visitors. That is amazing, though. Like, yeah, it's disrespectful, but 
at the same time, I have a lot of respect for it. That's how they were. Like, it wasn't just him either. Like, it was other high-ranking noblemen would do the exact same thing. It's so Oh, weird. my God. Yeah. Many people noted that Versailles smelled of human waste. Ew. As during its constructed, limited restrooms were put in. So court members were known to just go to the bathroom wherever they wanted. Oh, my God. Right? I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Princess, Princess de Harcourt. Harcourt? routinely would relieve herself in the hallway. Oh, my God. And, like, the type of... so gross. Weird. So that was, the, that was the French. I mean, they're the ones that started it all, and then the British really took it to a level. Well, I'm really glad that the British did not take all of it. <laughs> That's true, right? They seem to have... They classed it up classed a bit. Classed it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. We're done with that. Let's move on to Japan, which is the oldest monarchy in the world. Did you know that? I did know that because I wrote that. (laughs) Thanks. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I'm just kidding. It is. No, you're not. I didn't know that until today. She did. Yeah. She typed up this research. You're welcome. So as our resident know-it-all page has stated, she knows (laughs) that Japan is the oldest monarchy in the world. It's also illegal to abdicate the throne to your... (laughs) 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 We're looking at a Google Doc right now, and Paige is making these last-minute edits. (laughs) Initially, what she wrote is that it is illegal to <laughs> it is illegal to abdicate the throne. Yeah, but throne was spelled T H R W N, and it was illegal to abdicate the throne to your hair before your death. Not your heir, your hair. <laughs> but the current king did it anyway. If royal women marry outside of royal bloodlines, they are forced to give up their title. Men are not. And women still have no dynastic. How do you say that? Right. This is like a new phrase I learned today. Dynastic. Dynastic. Dynastic rights to the throne. Women still have no dynastic rights to the throne. Ruling is a loose term. They have no political power, but are symbols of Japanese culture. I find that strange. I feel like they're they're one of the more like forward thinking, progressive nations in the world, and I. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and so there's like this whole issue right now because they, the royal family actually doesn't, it has a bunch of blood women in it, but only two men that are underneath the current monarch who is like giving up his power, I think, allegedly this month. I don't know. Okay. But um, yeah, and there's a bunch of women, but these women, they have no legal right to assume the throne at all. That's sad. Yep. But again, the throne is kind of just, like, symbolic. They don't have any political power in Japan mm. as an emperor. I think it's so and funny in order to make change, that that still exists. Right? right? This is, like, an imperial... Because they're, like, the oldest monarchy, I, I understand how it's, like, you just don't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. Well, yeah, that's Japan. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. Yeah, that's Japan. So, again, not a lot of information. Sorry. I tried. <laughs> uh, and then for Thailand, Thailand is, like, really interesting to learn about um again there wasn't like a whole lot of information it was mostly just what i was watching was just based on the current royal family which is like kind of messed up but 
Uh, so in Thailand, the royal family still rules politically. They essentially are an operating monarch. They have very strict laws about speaking poorly about the royal family. You can go to jail for up to 15 years 15 for speaking years. poorly about the royal family. Wow. 15 years for just saying something bad about them. It's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, and the current guy who's, like, in rule there is kind of crazy. Like, he's been divorced four times, and he's, like, banished ex-wives. It's crazy. Yikes. Um, Yeah, females do not lose their place in the throne succession when a boy is born. So, like, if, they have a, if they're the oldest daughter and then a son is born, they don't lose their right to the throne, but they are actually forbidden from ever taking the throne themselves. Because women aren't allowed to rule over Thailand. So essentially, <laughs> you would marry somebody within the bloodline and be able to keep your Oh, mom. my gosh. Yeah, it's weird. So, yeah, that's Thailand. I know it's a whole lot of information, but it was just weird stuff that I felt like was worth mentioning. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It wasn't until recently that England passed some law that right before Prince George was born, because nobody knew what the sex of the baby was, they Mm -hmm. were saying that, you know, if it is a female, like, she would still be, you know, heir to the throne before any of her siblings, even if they are men. Yeah. I learned that the reason that Queen Elizabeth is queen is because when her father died, her uncle was supposed to take the throne, but he had abdicated his right to the throne. Because he wanted to marry a divorcee. Well, I, that actually happened before her father died. Um, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, her father, yeah, you know, the yeah, king's yeah. speech, like, that was her father. And so yeah. he, you know, he had this this uh, stammer and had a lot of social anxiety and was never supposed to be king in his mind his brother decided to abdicate the throne and he was thrust into this position and he hated it. So insane. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is all of the info we have on crazy royal rules and the reason why nobody should ever want to be a royal. Even though one is being born shortly. <laughs> I feel like if you're born into it, it's different. I feel like you're well, raised you're not, not knowing different. anything else. Yeah. Like, pantyhose are just part of um, your life now. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder at what age, like, girls start wearing pantyhose. Maybe around the time that boys start wearing pants. You know, I, I did wear tights, like, all the time when I wore dresses growing up. So, I guess it runs deep. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I wore tights a lot, too, as a kid. So, we need to... Okay, this whole, like, alleged dinner party thing. We need, like, a a good term, like a good way to introduce it. A good, what do we call yeah. it? Um, hmm. We won't put pressure on it now. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how do you make your life more interesting now that you have this knowledge? You're at a dinner party. How do you bring this up? I mean, it's pretty easy to bring up. Meghan Markle's about to have a baby. And now you can be like, oh, did you know that the British royal family has to wear pantyhose, but Meghan Markle says, get fuck yourself, and doesn't, and doesn't wear pantyhose sometimes? Or, did you know that the queen has a horde of corgis that just roam about the palace unruly? You know, if people start talking about, like, you know, how psychotic your dog is, be like, 
check yourself. <laughs> the queen's dog. The queen's dog is worse than mine. And then also, like, when I feel like a lot of people are going to be talking about the royal family once the baby is born. And with that always comes the people who are like, oh, like, I wish I was a royal. I wish I had that lifestyle, whatever. And you'll be like, hey, wait. No, you don't. Uh, I will say that even, like, if you're, like, not big into, like, the royal drama, um, because, like, we really aren't either. Everybody in this world should follow Gary Janetti on yes. Instagram. Prince George. He, is, like, <laughs> he literally has this Instagram that is dedicated to Prince, like, taking on what he assumes is Prince George's, who is, like, what, like, six years old, five years Less, old? I think he's seven four or something. But, yeah, he's he's given him this fabulous personality. Yeah, like, he's gay and he hates Meghan Markle and he hates his mom. And he loves the queen, <laughs> and it's hysterical. So Gary Janetti, look him up on Instagram. He's like a, he's a writer, I believe, mm-hmm. but his Instagram is like one of the best out there. It's so funny. All right, yeah. And with that, we bid you adieu. Yeah, thank you for listening. So long, farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, <people. laughs> bye. Bye.